Rub it up and welcome to Cars Yeah, show number 2,179. We wrap up this week celebrating the third annual Chattanooga Motor Car Festival. It takes place October 14th through the 16th. This three-day festival includes a concours, a rally, a Grand Prix, a vintage Grand Prix, Gathering of the Greats, the Ferrari 75th Anniversary Edition, Meekum Auctions, Family Fun Zones, and a whole lot more. To learn more and get your tickets, go to ChattanoogaMotorCar.com. Today, we've got JB in the house and TK. <laughs> if you don't know who these two guys are, you will in a minute. Be prepared to be inspired. This is Cars Yeah, where you'll enjoy interviews with inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Mark Green is here to provide you with a fuel injection of automotive inspiration. So get in, sit down, buckle up, and get ready for a wild ride here on Cars Yeah. Hello, inspiring automotive enthusiasts, and welcome to Cars Yeah. Today I'm in Los Angeles, California with two very special guys, Justin Bell and Tommy Kendall. Guys, welcome back to Cars Yeah. Do you have any gear, and are you ready to release the clutch? Always ready to Raring release to go, the clutch. waiting for the lights to go out. I'm going to give you an introduction as if you really need one. We're going to be talking about uh, your torque show. We're going to be talking about Chattanooga. But before we start, I want to ask you guys kind of a silly question. And I have a little bit of an answer to this question, but we'll see where you go with it. And then I'll interject my thoughts. I want you to share one little thing that maybe people don't know about you guys. Now, being so well known, this has got to be something a little obscure. But I'm going to start with you, Justin. What's one little thing people don't know about Justin Bell? Ooh, well, I, I actually think that you should ask each of us what's something that we don't, people don't know about the other. Oh, because now, okay. No, this is good. Okay. Tommy's probably going, okay, I have to hang up now. Um, <laughs> okay, we're going to start with you, Justin. What's one little thing that people don't know about Tommy? Uh, okay, I put myself on the spot there. Yep. Ooh, let me think right now. Um, Tommy is... In racing terms, one of the most punctual men you'll ever know. Never missed a start, never missed anything. But in his personal life, he he can he misses aeroplanes, he misses <laughs> flight. He has a remarkable ability to time his arrival at the airport as though it was 1986, and he can just arrive. So, so we actually tell Tommy that we're getting everywhere earlier than we do, than we need to, because he gets there. So, Tommy is most precise human i know as a driver but don't travel with him that's that's it guys tommy you better be okay. bloody nice to funny me. You, you better be nice funny you say that i was born three weeks early and i tried to get to the checkered flag early but uh, i was just saying to a couple of my brothers this weekend I, i'm almost 56 years old and i'm still trying to learn how to be punctual <laughs> still working <laughs> on it well you know that's a good thing to work on so it's your turn tommy a little secret about your buddy uh justin well this is not a secret and it's i'm gonna surprise him because i'm gonna just say something there's no there's no catch justin is an absolutely remarkable father oh. to Tallulah and oliver oh. and it's something i've noticed no matter what's going on we could be in a total crunch about to go live and so forth and if one of his kids or his dad calls he picks up the phone without fail it doesn't matter even if it's just to say hey guys 
He won't let it go to voicemail. He calls and says, hey, we're about to be live in 30 seconds. Got to call you back. But he is always available and an incredible father. Well, there you go. That's uh, that's thank pretty you, Tommy. <laughs> that's pretty cool. I have nice things to say about Tommy as well. I just didn't. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what? I... Even even your little even your little dig was said nicely. You said he it was incredibly said precise. He's good racing. And so, yeah, it was it was great. I think he did it. Well, well I'll tell you what I was going to mention here. If you guys had a hard time coming up with some stuff, I'm, I was going to mention something relating to cars. And that is Tommy has a chicken car named El Gallo. And Justin raced a pink pig a Porsche tractor at Laguna Seca. So little animal car relationships there. Yes. Some sur- well, I was about to say surf and turf, but it's not really, is it? It's, no. Uh, <laughs> it's poor, poor, poor kind and pork and, uh, pork and, and pigs or yeah, and pollo. Pork and pig or and pollo. Hey, we're not very good at this. No, <laughs> whatever it is, we we uh, yeah. I've, I was talking about that tractor race because I think they're going to do it again at Rensport. Yeah, Tommy. So I, but, everybody I, is the chicken car. The chicken car is about twenty feet from me right now. I can see its front bumper through my office door, but within arm's reach, I have two cats, my shop cats, BB and Domino. So people that follow me on Instagram know all about BB and Domino. Oh, yeah. The wider public might not know that I'm a, a big time cat lover. Yep. Well, I got these two cats and found out my wife was allergic. She says, we have to get rid of them while they're still cute. And I said, nope, they're, I'm already in love with them. So they are going to live at the shop. So they are shop yep. cats. There are no mice. So, there are so no Tommy, mice. I Tommy found a few the, dead ones. Tommy lives at the shop and his wife lives happily alone. Yeah, without the cats. <laughs> Well, I, I got to ask you guys because now that Ren Sports coming back to Laguna Seca, are you going to both be there? Oh, I hope so. Right, Tommy? You want to go? Yeah, I mean, unless there's something, some uh, big gig elsewhere, we'll be there. Well, good. I'm looking forward to that. That was amazing last time and can't wait to do it again. So let me give you guys an introduction as if you really need one, but I'm going to do it anyway and we're going to dive into your world. Justin Bell and Tommy Kendall are co-founders of Torque Media Group and hosts of The Torque Show. Before there were lifestyle bloggers, there were real lifestyles lived by real people and that would be these two guys. These two have lived the pinnacle of professional sports car racing and today carry their automotive passions forward through their attendance at events across the country and around the world. Justin Bell had a roller coaster racing career that saw him win the GT2 class at Le Mans in 1998 and the GT2 World Championship in 97. Talking faster than he drove, <laughs> he has forged a career in TV and web hosting. Tommy Kendall became the youngest IMSA champion, the only double champion. He earned four more IMSA titles and four Trans Am titles. Both have appeared multiple times here on Cars Yeah, so they're, they're both three-peaters here, which is pretty proud of me to say. Uh, they keep coming back. You'll be able to see them both at this year's Chattanooga Motor Car Festival, and they will be live streaming from the Torque Show at the event. We'll learn more about that. Let's take a short break, pull into the pits, thank our sponsors. We come back. We've got JB and TK in the house, so buckle up. It's going to be fun. Autumn has arrived. The weather is changing, and that means your vehicle needs extra protection against everything that Mother Nature can drop. Covercraft offers you a multitude of layers and protection for your special rides. Are you putting your summer toys, watercraft, RV, motorcycles, trailers, even your patio furniture away? Well, Covercraft has a custom fit cover just for you. Covercraft offers you 10 different car cover options. That's right. 
10 for your vehicle's protection, whether you store it inside or out. All carefully crafted into the form and fit with the quality and attention to detail that's been their standard since 1965. And don't forget, their custom fit seat covers, pet pads, yeah, Fido's gonna get wet and muddy, dash mats, sunscreens, and custom fit floor mats and trunk mats are available at Covercraft.com. Whatever the surface you want to protect, Covercraft has a solution just for you. And if you use the code YA21 at Covercraft.com, you'll get 10% off your Covercraft order plus free shipping. That's right, 10% off and free shipping. Simply use the code YEAH21 at checkout. Come on, Mother Nature, bring it on. Covercraft, protecting the things that move you. Fall is here, and you know what that means. Time to put a good coat of protection on your vehicle. I'm teamed up with AutoGeek, and they've been the leading source of auto detailing products, accessories, and expert knowledge for more than 20 years. What started back in 1997 as a small mail-order catalog company grew into a multi-website-based e-commerce store, and that's what they are today. With a large online presence on its own website featuring close to 100 different brands, AutoGeek has grown to be the largest car care retailer in the country. AutoGeek's wholesale program serves accounts in over 30 countries, and its retail sector ships worldwide. If you want to protect your vehicle this fall, and you should, go to AutoGeek.net for the best product selection on the internet today and technical support. AutoGeek.net is where I go for my detailing needs. That's AutoGeek.net. When it was time to renew my collector car policy, my carrier raised my rates by a lot. But why? My usage was the same, my car's value was the same, and I had never made a claim. I didn't even have a ticket. The only change was their rate, and they had no reason why. What's with that? I researched my options, I spoke to others, and with American Collectors Insurance, what a difference. A live person actually answers the phone. She spent time learning about me and provided a reasonable quote. Why wait until your next premium is due? Give them a call today for your personal agreed value quote. Call 866-AC1-YEAH. That's 866-224-9324. Tell them you're a friend of mine, Mark Green at Cars Yeah. American Collectors Insurance. Classic car insurance designed by collectors for collectors. Automotive enthusiasts just like you and me. That's American Collectors Insurance. So, guys, uh, let's talk a bit about Torque Media Group and the Torque Show before we get into Chattanooga Motor Car Festival. Now, we all went through a little bit of a crummy hiatus here with uh, this pandemic that we had in COVID. But now things are ramping back up. So this year, uh, what's been going on with the Torque Show? Well, I mean, I'll I'll answer first, I guess, is... The pandemic, I mean, it was awful for everyone in the lockdown, but for us, it was particularly bad timing. You know, we launched the talk show with IMSA the year before uh, it happened, 2019. And we, it just went from strength to strength. And we did this incredible event in Newport called, called the Audrain uh, Motor Week and Car Festival. And it, we just thought in the future couldn't be brighter. And Tommy, um, we've got to say that our partner in this is Jason Jacobson, who came from IMSA and NASCAR Productions. And basically, we, we well, Tommy and I, you've seen our technical uh, prowess. <laughs> he's the guy. He's the guy that really makes it happen. But we did so well. And it was really something unique in motorsports. And I think the fans would agree that Tommy and my 
sense of humor, we were, you know, we were pretty, Tommy can talk about it, but we were pretty, uh, we'd run, come to the end of our TV road and we had so much more to say. And so when they went to NBC, we just, uh, IMSA, we just started our own show. But the way to look at that every year, of course, you know, Michelin were our primary sponsor. We had great support from Motul and we also had VP Racing. I mean, we had amazing support from people, but the lockdown went on and on. And every year, big companies like Michelin were able to sort of re-strategize their marketing spend for the next year. And unfortunately, going into this year, there was no uh, no money on the table for us. So we have we've had a pretty very busy but not as very productive but not as busy year uh we were at pebble beach tommy and i i mean hosting the pebble beach concord elegance the biggest most prestigious car event in the world produced by jason uh, we couldn't be prouder and you know that's really the main thing we've done uh while we've done some branded content we've done all sorts of bits and pieces but we are, you know, 100% focused on Chattanooga now. But Tommy, it was a, it was bad timing, right? It sounded a little bit like a VH1 behind the music, uh, and so yeah. now's the time <laughs> where we we rise from the ashes. But you you forgot to mention actually at the end of 19 we had already signed Pebble for 20, and so it was looking sure. like it was just going to be the real breakout year. And it was it was okay, and we we made it through the pandemic. We pivoted quickly to these live. Uh, Zoom shows and so forth, but it really kind of did kill the IMSA momentum. But doing the and also the documentary did we did uh, for uh, for our drain all in that first year. And so you know our our concourse out of the business with Pebble Beach and then now heading into Chattanooga is actually is growing and uh, uh, you know it's nice. Basically, what we do and you kind of touched on it. You know, the lifestyle guys. We were texting earlier with Lee Diffie. And we were just reminiscing and just even these text change change, we just have sort of a nose for ending up in these fun situations. And some of it isn't fit for reposting. <laughs> um, but we just had these unbelievable, both had unbelievable lives. And part of what the talk show is, is, is telling those stories that people love to hear, whether we're at a small intimate dinner. And we said, if everyone can't get enough of them at a dinner, why not broadcast it to the, to the broader public? And so that's what we're doing. And we're just figuring out where exactly that fits best. Uh, I think it's safe to say there is a huge demand for the personality of this uh, great sport. There's so many characters. There's so many, whether it's the drivers, of course, that get the most attention, but you get these crusty old crew chiefs or restorers or what have you, whether it's on the race side or the concourse side. And it's just, it's endless great material. And so uh, we just have to kind of stick with it and uh, we'll keep bringing it. Well, this is not unlike you guys, when you think back of racing, the challenges with racing, finding sponsors, paying for it, making it happen. You're just kind of reliving it in a different way, both you guys. And I'll tell you, I mean, I love the job you did with Audrain. I love the job you did this year with Pebble. Uh, that's why I'm so excited to see you back because I've stopped watching a lot of TV. I just watch YouTube and go to sites like yours to watch shows you guys produce because that's the content that I want to see. So uh, more power to you. No doubt all the success is coming back and more. And what's coming up here, of course, and the reason we're talking today is Chattanooga Motor Car Festival. So I'm going to kind of go through a couple elements here with each of you because there's so many pieces to this show which make it so cool. And you're going to be doing a live stream from the show. So those of us who maybe can't attend can kind of be there through you. So Justin, start with the live stream. What's it going to be all about? Have you worked through what it's going to be about? When is it going to be? And what can people expect to see? Yeah, I mean, that's really the the spirit, the essence of this event is 
uh, it's got variety, it's got excitement, it's got culture, it's very family friendly and really my the closest event and in no way should you ever put any event in the same category as the Goodwood Festival of Speed because it is unique and it is it's Goodwood. But when it comes to American events, this is going to be a little like it. And there's so many activities going on all around Chattanooga and we are capturing them. I guess you could say there's two bases of, of entertainment there. We have downtown in the West Village. We're calling it right outside the Western Hotel. That's where they have car clubs and the Concours on the Sunday and a, for a beautiful Ferrari collection on display. But what makes this event really even more unique is they built a racetrack. Yeah, I mean, a real racetrack, a street course around the uh, this incredible industrial area right by the newly restored Riverwalk area. And I mean, the track's 2.7 miles. It's unbelievable. Can't wait to, to show Tommy it and drive him around because... I mean, they've done something really special there. So what we're doing, we actually have two types of show coming out of there. If you are on site, you'll see our production going all day up on the on the on the jumbo screens, which are you know all around the complex and, and the racetrack. And then at the same time, we're doing a we're very excited to say we have a, a one hour. And, and by the way, all that show will also be on the talk show Facebook, uh, talk show YouTube, the Chattanooga Motorcar Festival YouTube, and Facebook. So a lot of areas, touch points to watch it. But then at lunchtime... For, for eight hours a day. Sorry to interrupt. That stuff's for eight, eight hours, hours a day. Eight hours a day, yeah. Holy cow. All the stuff that's on the big screen. Wow. So it's like Goodwood, where it just goes all day long. So all the stuff that's feeding the big screen, that's the, the site will also be accessible to everybody who is not there. Wow. It's going to be really, really great. And then, I mean, that's the thing, Tommy, isn't it? It's bringing, bringing an event like this to people that aren't there. And there's, there's uh, the racetrack is going to be, Brian Till is hosting that for us. And we'll obviously be working with him on that. You know, everyone knows Brian from IMSA, one of the best guys in the business doing uh, both play by play as well as being the main host. And he's, he's going to, it's great having him there because you know, there's a lot of great cars, but some of the drivers will know, most of them we won't. So bringing their stories alive, giving everyone a spotlight. But then at lunchtime, between 12 and 1, we're actually resetting a little, Mark, in a, in a unique way. The viewers won't really on-site know we're doing it, but we then produce a, a much more tightly formatted show uh, that will, while it's going out live, will also be taped and put up a week later uh, with our friends at Power Nation, and Power Nation is a Raycom com company, and they are—they're putting it across all their fast networks, so Hulu, Roku, Samsung, and that's a first for any event like this. So the next weekend, you'll be able to watch the Friday and Saturday on these, you know, very dynamic and very aggressively growing uh, platforms. So we got a—we got a bunch going on. Yeah, you do. And how can people or where can people go to learn how to watch all this? Should they go to the Chattanooga site or they should go to the Talk Show site? Oh, they should definitely go to Chattanooga. Talk Show will obviously be putting it across our social, but uh, and actually, if you're on the if you do go to the Talk Show website, Talk Show Live, the uh, sorry, the Talk Show website, um, you'll see we've already got a a placeholder there to show when you can watch it. I mean, in today's world, as you know, Mark. We everybody has had to recalibrate how they think about distribution. 
I might like to watch it on my phone. Tommy might like to watch it on his laptop. You might like to watch it on your iPad. You know, it's some people want to screen, uh, you know, uh, cast it up onto their TV. So I think it's just very important to be in as many places as we can. And, and uh, you know, the guys at Chattanooga, Byron DeFore, who is, you know, the pioneer, the, he and his brother, basically the largest developers in Chattanooga. And Byron, he raced at Daytona, if you remember, back with Brian Johnson and Jim Pace a few years back in the 50-plus Daytona prototype. And Byron is a, a wonderfully passionate man that has had a vision for this. And he has put together a team with Ember and Sarah and, uh, I mean, everybody. I mean, I'm forgetting people. And Jenny and oh, and Susan, she'll kill me, and Tom, <laughs> if I don't say him. An amazing list of people that have, have put this together, a group of people. But it's really driven by by something. I, I, I can't wait for Tommy to feel it when we get there because I went to the event last year as a VIP. They are passionate about their town. They are committed to bringing an ex more people to the town and exposing them. You know, VW have a massive plant there. It's just a, a great area of the country. And, uh, you know, that's what's going to make this event uh, really special and very, you know, stand out from the others. Yeah, uh, Tommy, you're, I think you're going to be blown away. And Grant, I'll run a quick thing. We, we have the Concord Elegance, of course, that culminates at the end of the multi-day event. Are you guys going to be involved in that as well? Yes. Yes, we're doing a, yeah, we're doing a, yeah. a two and a half hour show uh, on Sunday as well. Uh, you know, obviously the, the racing is, is Friday and Saturday, but then the concourse itself, which is in the downtown area near the, the Westin, is going to be, uh, we'll be covering that as well. It's a very unique concourse because it takes place on the streets, which at first people would go, uh, but no, because the dynamic nature of the city and the vibe of the city really makes it all come together, especially I'm sure Justin can agree because he's been there, right? Oh, yeah. I mean, totally. Everyone really gets behind it. I mean, it's it's very much you know, you're just going to be very impressed, I think. I mean, one of Everyone the things used the lawns, right, for for concours. Yeah. The only experience I have with one that's on the streets is the Miami concours I did uh, in the design district this year. It really it, it is a different vibe, but it, it really sets it up for almost different vignettes because you've got, you know, you're on one street for this and it's this class. And you, you walk over and you can't see everything at once. So it kind of reveals at least Miami. And I'm looking forward to Chattanooga the same way. It kind of reveals itself as you walk through the different parts of, of the downtown. Yeah, it's yeah. going to be it's going to be awesome. We're going to take a short break and thank our sponsors. When we come back, I've got some questions for you guys that relate to the Chattanooga Motor Car Festival. So keep the seatbelts tight. We'll take a pit stop and we'll be right back. Hey, Cars Yeah listeners, you've heard me talk about the great Linkage magazine published by my good friend and a multi-time appearance guest here on Cars Yeah, Donald Osborne. Well, guess what? In 2023, they're going to six issues instead of four. That's right. And if you renew or subscribe before December 31st, 2022, you'll get, well, today's rates for next year's issues. It's an awesome deal. Go to linkagemag.com. Use the promo code RENEW6 for one year where you'll get six issues instead of four or use the promo code RENEW12 for two years and get 12 issues. It's quite the deal. Linkage Mag is an amazing publication. I've been a subscriber since they launched. It's geared toward the automotive life. It includes experiences, opinions, and values. You're going to want to get this. And guess what? It makes a great gift too. So when you're renewing or subscribing, think of your car buddies and get them 
a one-year subscription as well. And they'll get the six issues too. Go to LinkageMag.com today. If you're listening to this program, there's a pretty good chance you believe what I believe, that the collector vehicles we love are more than just a means of getting from one place to the other. They're a part of our culture, our identity, and as a people, they bring us together at vintage races, classic car auctions, and thousand-mile rallies. That's why I support the RPM Foundation, which exists to ensure that the critical skills necessary to preserve and restore these important vehicles aren't lost to time. RPM stands for Restoration, Preservation, and Mentorship. And their goal is to inspire the next generation of vehicle restoration professionals through its outreach programs. And they include Shop Hop, Off to the Races, the RPM Future Class, and many others. These programs engage talented young people across the country and connect them with mentors and a variety of opportunities in the industry. For more information on how the RPM Foundation is driving the future of collector vehicles skill trade, visit rpm.foundation today. So we're back. A couple of things I also want to mention before I ask you some specific questions here. You are going to be surrounded by some other wonderful celebrities. And I want to run through these guys real quick, uh, get kind of your thoughts on this. Uh, I've been interviewing several of them this week. You guys, of course, are rounding up the week. Uh, Wayne Carini was on Monday. Lynn St. James was Tuesday. Ray Evernham uh, was Wednesday. Yesterday was Mike Tilson. I mean, what a nice lineup just to start, right? Just to start. I mean, Brian Redmond, Ken Gross, Keith Martin, uh, I mean, Tom Cotter. I mean, Tommy Kendall's even on this list. Justin Bell is (laughs) somehow clinging. (laughs) Wayne Carini, I mean, Chip Foose, that's a big one. And, you know, I love Chip being there because just his ability to – he's just such a genius. And I think he connects, even though he's one of our more – like us, a little more senior. You know, in a way, these young kids relate to his art, you know, effectively, what he does with these cars. So – I think that's very important. And Jeff Hammond, Donnie Allison, and Erin Crocker, who obviously is uh, Ray's. She's Ray's wife, right? Right. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. So, and of course, Linda Vaughn, <laughs> the great lady. And Linda Vaughn. Yeah. Linda has her own stage. Yes. Yeah. Her, yeah. She needs her own stage. She's got a, She's uh, such a big personality. But, you know, she was there last year and such a fan favorite. But, um, you know, one I, I, I do want to mention, obviously, Last year was probably the last public appearance for Alan DeCadney, who's very sadly, as you know, passed away recently. Um, So, you know, we'll do a nice little tribute to him there. But he it was he came over from England this time last year just, you know, on his way back to L.A. And he'd been sick all summer and he loved it. And everybody loves seeing him. You did, Justin. You did a great interview with him on your interview show, right? Thank you. Yeah, with Life with Legends. uh, Shameless plug. Yes. Go and check it out at lifewithlegends.com. But, um, yeah, he... He was, you know, he's such a dear friend and, and there's a big hole in our lives from him not being around. It is yeah. a tragedy. Yeah. But I want to make sure I mention that because uh, the great thing about what, what I do in podcasting and what you guys do with the visual and video piece of this is to record history with people and to be able to see and listen to people in a very different format than perhaps we are in others. But of course, Alana Cadenet had been on television. I mean, his design series, everything he did was so much fun. So what a guy. So I'm going to switch up what I typically call my challenge question for you guys. And I'm going to start with Tommy. Here it is, Tommy. Now, we're going to be celebrating Ferrari's 75th anniversary at the Chattanooga Motor Car Festival with a very special Ferrari display that the folks there have put together. And here's the question for you, Tommy. You get to pick one of these cars I'm going to list, and you get to drive it 
in the Grand Prix they're having there, the race, I guess we'll call it a Grand Prix, but the Pace Pace uh, Grand Prix. Um, so here we go. This is uh, some unique cards. There's a lot more Ferraris than just these. Uh, Kevin Kogan's 59 Ferrari 410, Super America. Kevin Kogan's 2003 Enzo. That kind of moves things into the forward. Uh, Jeff Bowden's 1960 250 GT short wheelbase. And my friend John Dayton's 1960 250 short wheelbase Berlinetta competition. And I'm going to round it out with a 66 275 GTB. So if I could put your seat in any of these cars to take it around some laps at that raceway, which one would you pick? Well, I mean, that's that's a, that's a pretty nice flex that teases just the level of cars that are just in that Ferrari class. Obviously, if it was for lap time, I would be taking the Enzo, but um, <laughs> I've driven an Enzo on a track before. I have never driven a 250 uh, short wheelbase Berlinetta competition, and that is in my, my dream uh, four-car garage. Okay. So I'm going to have to say I would I would go with that one. I mean, they just... Uh, it doesn't get a whole lot better than that. If, if there was if there was money being paid out, I'd be in the Enzo, but there's not. So for the pure experience, sounds, the smells, the feel, I'm going with the uh, 250 short wheelbase. You know, you put a big you put a big smile on my face because Judd's car. I, I've known Judd for a long time, and I was at a uh, an event during the Cavallino event out at the racetrack, and I met Judd for the first time. I'd known him for a while, but I met him at that event, and he threw me the keys and let me drive that car. Oh man! <laughs> uh, yeah, I couldn't. I couldn't believe it. I was like, "Really? Whoa!" Yeah, you picked a good one. So, Justin, for a guy who's driven a lot of cool cars, out of that selection, which one are you going to jump into? Well, if I've got to be on the track against Tommy Kendall, he can take the old one, and I'll take an Enzo. <laughs> that that way, it evens things up a bit. Um, oh well, that's yeah. nice of you. I mean, that's that's my final answer. Actually, I mean, no, I. I you know, here's, here's what's interesting about a track like this. I watched the drivers get to grips with it last year. I mean, just kind of answering a question indirectly. And the first few laps, they had the same reaction as we do when we first go to Detroit, Belle Isle, or you go to Long Beach. You come in and you go, the car's bouncing everywhere. I can barely hold on to the wheel. It's the most dangerous thing I've done in my life. By the end of the second practice, you're going, God, I love this place. <laughs> oh, my yeah. And that is right, Tommy. That's street racing, isn't it? Yeah. When I think back on my favorite street courses, it was the nastiest ones that I remember the most fondly because they were such a cool challenge, for sure. Now, this talk about the track and so forth. Our attention is on bringing it to the people that aren't there, but there's this is airing Friday, so there's still time to make your plans. If you are anywhere near Chattanooga, you need to go in person. You can hear us there and you can come say hello. But uh, we want to make sure that, uh, I mean, that's first and foremost, to see these cars in person. Um, the track itself, there's this area that they uh, hollowed out. It's the skeleton of an old building. And it's the, the legends. What's it called? Uh, Alley of the Greats. It, it should be named after your podcast. Alley of the Greats. Yeah, yeah. Alley of the Greats. Yeah. Yeah. And they're having these massive banners of all the greats hanging down. And the, the cars will be racing underneath the skeleton of an old factory with these huge banners hanging down. So so I did want to say, don't just tune in. If you can be there in person, be there in person. Everybody else, we're going to make them wish they were there and make their plans to go next year. 
Well, and I'm glad you said that because for any of you listeners that have never been to a race, much less a vintage race, uh, these guys get serious uh, about driving and they're driving all sorts of different old cars. You get to see these cars up close. You smell them. You touch them. You get to walk into the paddock, the pit area, talk to the owners. It it adds a whole nother element to racing than, say, a professional race where you kind of have to get stay away from the drivers and you don't get to be up close in vintage racing. I mean, some of these guys even let you sit in their cars. So... It's it's not to be missed. Now, okay, now I'm going to mix things up for both you guys. Now, I had Ray Evernham on the show here. Everyone knows Ray is, I mean, he's done everything, right? He put together a group of NASCAR winged cars from the 80s. So I've picked two very special cars from this group, and I'm going to ask each of you your thoughts on which one you would drive and why. So I'm going to jump to you again here, Tommy. Uh, the Dodge Charger Daytona? or the Plymouth Superbird? Okay, I was going to say two-winged cars. They're kind of variations on the same. Yeah. So I guess I'm going to probably go with the Dodge and Petty Blue. Yeah, that, that sounds fun. Those are actually, those are those are pre-80s, because I actually did drive some NASCAR cars in the 80s. I drove uh, a Buick Regal at uh, Riverside and uh, drove uh, Hendrick's uh, SS Monte Carlo Aero Coupe the R&D car for Hendrick. Um, nice. It's funny. I didn't even realize it was the same number. It was car number 18 before uh, Kyle Busch made 18 famous. So I did drive. And those are, I mean, the difference between those Superbirds and the cars I drove is probably as big or bigger than the gap between those cars and the modern day stuff. I would think so. Yeah. How about you, Justin, if you could pick either one? Who are you talking to, Mark? Are you, you're talking to a British guy that, that you might as well be asking me, I don't know what kind of grits I want. I don't know. Um, well, I, you know what? Yeah, but you've jumped in. I mean, you're a guy who's raced the Pink Pig Porsche tractor. My gosh, you could, you could drive anything. I have also won in the Ford Galaxy at the Monterey Historics. So well, I see. I, so I know my stuff. As you know, driving a drum brake car around. Laguna Seca was was an eye opening moment, uh, but yeah, loved it. No, uh, I, I don't know. I, I wouldn't have a preference actually. No. I just think seeing them there, hearing them is going to be what Ray wants to do. Is as you know, is just bring the visceral connection for everybody there uh, to why you know the history of our sport, the history of the automobile is so linked culturally to everything we know today, and to you know. To give everyone a bit of hope that, you know, driving is not dead. You know, driving is here to stay. And it doesn't matter what powers it, driving is going to be fantastic. So I think we're gonna, you're going to have cars like that. And you're also going to have, you know, I believe, you know, VW there with modern EVs, you know. So I think we're going to see a great spread of, of cars that touch the world as we know it. I think uh, Volkswagen might even have their new uh, EV new van there at this event too. I I, yeah. I think they're going to sneak some of those in there, which are pretty cool. Talk about retro, bringing back the past. That brings back my childhood yeah. from the 60s and 70s of the old VW vans, but quite different. So let's talk about Concorde for a minute. Is there a class, since you've been on many lawns, Tommy, a class of Concorde car that really kind of stands out for you that you gravitate towards? Well, it's funny because, you know, I think this is part of the evolution of getting older and your taste changing and appreciation for stuff. You know, when I was a kid, obviously my era, we all had either a Countach or a Turbo Porsche on the wall. And those were the poster cars, right? Yeah. And, and I remember going to Monterey with my dad and you went to Pebble once. And I'm like, you know, I, I didn't have an appreciation for the pre-war stuff. And now everyone talks about 
it's still the 30s dominate that pebble in most of the concours. There's just the presence and ostentatiousness of those cars was just this nothing like that era. And so I, I find myself now more drawn to those cars because it's almost like seeing a different species. It, it's still a car, <laughs> but try to put yourself back in that time when you didn't have you know, obviously way before cell phones, way before, even before televisions, really. And to think about what life was like back then, it was, you know, they had only a couple decades before switched from horses where you had to yeah. go fire up the horses, get them harnessed, hitched up yeah. and harnessed and take the team to go. And so just, you know, just the, the detail in the chrome and I mean, the headlights, I mean, it made no sense because it was, they were so inefficient and they were so heavy. But it's just, I, and I, that's, my dad's 80, uh, 87 years old. So he was born in 1935. And so, mm-hmm. you know, when I was 10, 80 years seemed like it was, it was eight lifetimes. Now it's only uh, <laughs> it's a, not little, that far a away. third more than I've lived now. <laughs> I know. And so, a little frightening. <laughs> uh, you know, the appreciation for that. And our, we're, we're so key, keyed towards progress. But when you go to one of these shows, you see an, an, even a 90s car and you realize how far we've come since then. And it really underscores in 100 years how far we have come is is mind boggling. And it just it, it actually kind of gives you hope. You know, we're in a very uncertain time and no one knows exactly how it's going to work out. But I know as long as there are people that love to innovate and love to craft and love to create, there's always going to be great stuff. And so that gives me a little peace in these times. I love it. So, Justin, is there an era of car that you keep gravitating towards? Yeah, I mean, I'm a little like Tommy. It's, it depends, you know, depends on on where you are on the Concord lawn. And you know, let's just say at this event, you know, there will, I'm sure the '60s and '70s are going to be well represented. I have an admiration for pre-war cars. I just don't have a passion for them. I think when I see '60s European sports cars, I'm pretty connected to that. I love it. I just think. I just think they're just so, you know, the power, the performance levels, they were very, it was a very, uh, you know, enjoyable. John good Connery. Good. In, in <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. I just feel myself, I'm getting my DB5 and I'm off. You know, it's, yeah. it's, I, I do love those very much. But, you know, sometimes you have to take a step back when you're at a car concord because it's, it, it's easy to walk past, let's just say you're one with Porsches everywhere you can just brush off a car that normally you'd stop and stare at on the street because there's there's 50 of them. So it can be a case of, you know, too much of a good thing, which is why variety is so good, seeing what people, uh, you know, have brought to the table and hearing the stories. And, you know, Tommy said at the beginning, uh, you know, our whole thing is tor- storytelling. So, yeah, a car without its story has to rely on its looks and I'm not even saying provenance, it's just what it is. If you start to understand the car's provenance and who owned it and the journey it took, then any car can become of great interest to me. Uh, and I think that's what, that's what I love. I le- and I think it's very important that the owners are, are right there, you know, listening in and, you know, I mean, telling, sharing with you. But I have to say it's funny when I used to do uh, Barrett Jackson auction you know, you'd have the opposite there. Sometimes you'd have guys that own cars for decades. And other times, you know, I'd be in the staging lanes and people would come up and say, God, and they'd be, they'd be with the car and they know what I was there. You know, I was live TV. And they'd be like, God, I love this car. It's mean that it's meant so much to us. And I'd be really, really, 
I'm going to interview you. How long have you had it? Three weeks. <laughs> <laughs> And I'd be like, that doesn't count. No, you know? next. Uh, <laughs> you know, yeah, I'm glad yeah, you America. mentioned that, Justin, because it's one of the things I've suggested to people, and I like you guys have attended so many Concord events, is to go up to the owners and speak with them because you will – I found myself starting to like different eras of cars that I never really thought much about before because I learned about the owners and the stories, and that brings them to life in a very different way. So – Nicely, nicely said. So now before I let you guys go here. Before you do that, Mark, yeah. I'm going to jump in. Before you do that, I do want to say, because people listening at home uh, must, must often go, so what are all these guys? They're all wealthy people. There's all these, you know, the guys that own these cars are all rich and this. No, I, I want to sort of reset people's mindset on that. Obviously, there's by its nature, a car concourse do attract a lot of wealthy people, people that have done very well for themselves and have invested and curated these cars. But I think Tommy and I can both say as much, one of the joys of this, these things is you could see quite literally Rob Walton who owns, you know, Walmart. Just a few nice cars. <laughs> There's a few nice cars. And you just see this old man standing next to a, a dad with his kid and they might be an electrician, you know, and they're just all looking at the same car. In a way, if you don't know who owns them, it's a classless environment. Because, yes, you're right. Go and talk to the owners. No one will turn you away. Um, and I think that's that's the beauty of it. But I do want to say that these things really do a lot of good for other people. And because there's so many wealthy people involved and, you know, these the events have the ability to raise a lot of money, uh, you know, there's always a good cause and or a good event should have a good cause. And this is all about uh, the Neuroscience Innovation Foundation, which is headed up by Dr. Thomas Devlin. And it's connected to the uh, you know, the Chattanooga Memorial Stroke and Neuroscience uh, Center. And they are pioneering research into finding a cure for not just Alzheimer's, but other neurological disease. And, you know, for me, I know Tommy's been touched by in his family. My dad's dad died of Alzheimer's. My dad's sister died of Alzheimer's. My dad is clear, you know, he's 80 and ro rocking. Mm -hmm. But, you know, anyone that knows me is that I'm not always the sharpest tool in the shed. So I'm, I'm nervous about my, my, uh, you know, <laughs> about it. So yeah. I think, fact that these funds are going towards it will raise a tremendous amount of awareness you know that makes uh that offsets some of the indulgence if you like i think it's really really important and and byron defoe this is his this is his foundation that he's pouring his heart and soul into so you know good thing guys watch online or come in person uh, and support it either way because a lot of people will benefit. I'll put links to the 50 plus foundation, which is part of what Justin just spoke about. And of course the neuroscience innovation foundation. Yes. I'm glad you mentioned all this because we've been talking about it all week and it is so important. And all these events raise incredible amounts of money to help different charities in a lot of different ways. And that certainly is an important one that has certainly affected my family as well. So I appreciate you mentioning that. That's cool. I'd say you're still pretty sharp in the drawer justin so don't worry i know just tommy just tommy remember tommy always knows i can never remember anything we have drivers coming up on the so this is how it goes on the talk show we're sitting in our chairs the drivers are coming up someone's won the race or they're coming up and they bring their third driver <laughs> and tommy and, and i'm staring at them if they're not wearing a race suit 
I'm staring, I'm like looking, where are they? And then I just, the number of times I've literally thrown a grenade to Tommy by going, and Tommy, who do we have here? Who do we have here? Thanks a lot. Like, you're joking, you know, it's very funny. (laughs) Well, that's why you guys make a good team. You know, you really support each other. I can tell it's a good, it's a good thing. So I like to ask about books because I love books and lots of authors and journalists on the show. Uh, Tommy, is there a great book you've read in the past year perhaps you could share with us? You know, I'm listening. It's it's uh, it's not a super cheery book, but I'm listening to Ray Dalio's book right now about sort of uh, how civilizations fail relative to debt crises. Oh, so I, wonderful. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's funny because my degree is in economics, and there's a guy named Mohammed El Aryan who used to be with PIMCO, and he's now a Bloomberg consultant. And and Ray Dalio. It's funny they both. I love to listen to them. And no matter what they're talking about, they sound so, it, 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 it doesn't make you feel bad. But if you actually digest what they're saying, you're like, oh, that doesn't sound real good, but he seemed okay about it. So they, they do both paint, um, they, they both do paint, uh, if you zoom out, again, talking about, you know, being optimistic about where we're heading. If you zoom out, like Ray Dalio says, he talks about crashes and revolutions and, and depressions. And he says, those actually last short, are short compared the long times, the boom times. So, uh, but I'm listening to Ray Dalio's uh, book right now. Is that the Changing World Order? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Great book. Awesome. So, uh, Justin, can you uh, lighten up the load a little bit on book options here? Jeez. <laughs> Charlie and the Chocolate Factory? I don't know. Um, no. I, <laughs> I uh, like the ones you know, with pictures. Pictures, yeah. Yeah, I just love pictures. I yeah. do. Uh, it's another story. No, actually, I... I do read quite a lot of photography. I, I read quite a lot of photography books, um, you know, because I, I enjoy as I'm exploring, developing my art of that. But I, you know, I mean, I'm sure I know Tommy's the same. We have, and you are, must be the same. So many books that you get given on racing, on biographies, autobiographies, and so I've I've made a commitment to sort of start reading through them. Um, I actually just. I had read it before, but uh, Magnus Walker just did a new uh, edition of his Urban Outlaw book, which I yeah. which I read. I enjoyed that, and then you know, I the other day, it's not that you you know these coffee table books. Sometimes you just flick at the pictures, but the the author has spent so much time writing and researching. You do owe it to them to read the book as well. So you know, I've, I'm halfway through. I'd uh, never read A French Kiss with Death, which is the Steve McQueen and the making of movie of Le Mans. So I'm just, you know, we're connected to that as a family. So I'm, I'm kind of going through things on my shelf, just trying to say, otherwise I feel like a bit of a, uh, what do you call fake valor. You know, I've got all these great, great autobiographies on my shelves and I haven't read one. So I'm, I'm working my way through them. Michael Kaiser was the author of that great book and he's a past guest here on Cars. Yeah. Well, it's a good thing to do. I've had so many authors on the show. I'll tell you a great one you should pick up. Being a fellow racer is a book that Jade Gerst just wrote, Al Unser Jr.'s book, A Checkered Past, which is was written in conjunction with Little Al. And everyone I've had on the show that knows him personally said he definitely had a voice in this book. This isn't somebody writing about his challenges. So there's another one I'll throw at you that uh, I will comment on that because I, I know I've known Jade for 30 some years. Um, and, and then uh, who's, he's, you know, he, he obviously is known for his time. He spent with Dale jr. But, and I've known uh, Al jr. For probably even longer. 
I sat down with that book. Ironically, it was like two days after Alcina. I, I ordered it, I bought it, and I started to read it like two days after Senior passed away. And the opening page tells about Al Jr. saying how he had decided to kill himself on I think it was his 50th birthday. And I'm like, you know what? I need to, I need to, I need to come back and circle back to this one. So I have it. And I, I'm so happy for, you know, Al Jr. sort of, you know, I have a saying that you're only as sick as your secret. And now he's told it all. And, uh, and I'm, I really, uh, he's, uh, he's one of my, he's always been one of my favorite people. And it was hard to watch him go through the tough times, but it's, it's neat to see him telling the story because I think that's a big part of, uh, of, the, you know, come, you know, getting past it. Getting so past it. Yep. It is heavy intent. Yeah. Yep. It is. It's, it's an incredible book. So, uh, I had to throw that one at you there, Justin. So, uh, yeah, you can uh, put that in the middle of your lighter picture book reading. Uh, well, thank you. Yeah, there you go. You know, you guys are so much fun. I could talk to you forever, and I really want to thank you for coming back on the show and talking about this wonderful event. One thing I was going to ask you, if you could jump in any car and race in the Pace Grand Prix at the Bend that's happening at this event, what kind of car or what car would you drive? I'm going to start with you, Justin. Ooh. Any car. I'll park it in your paddock for you. Any car. Do you know what? I actually think because I was watching a clip of it earlier, I think I'd take one of those rallycross cars. I think it would be so fun. Tons of tons of power, brake traction. You know, I just was, I was actually just watching uh, um, some clips of uh, whatever rallies going on, and you just go, oh, my God, these guys are, ge- are brilliant. I mean, what they do in a car every second is something that we just would love to do. And... Um, I think it would be really fun to go around there and something you could like go sideways in and, and spin a lot of tires. So not a great, not a great answer, but a kind of fun one. Uh, you know, so much of what Tommy and I do is drive these amazing cars with great precision, but actually I think it would be quite fun to say to hell with it and just blast around and go sideways. <laughs> How about you, DK? I'm going to actually get sappy. I'm going to take do like a, a romance novel here, like Bridges of Madison County. I would have a fling with my old love, the 97 All-Sport Mustang, who I have, when I got out of at the final race of the year uh, at Reno in 97, I haven't sat in it since. Wow. So I okay. would probably uh, go for go in the Wayback Machine and, and have a reunion with that. I love it. Nice. Tr- oh, very, see, two very different guys, very different cars, very different answers. So leave us with some parting words of inspiration, wisdom, ideas, thoughts, whatever they might be. We'll start with you, Justin. Uh, what would you like to say to the listeners out there about the car world? You know, while I've been doing Life with Legends, I've I've spoken to so many people that have made a lifetime, you know, forged a career, risked their lives in and around the world of cars. And it's really humbled me, made, made me have this huge appreciation that just to even say you're a racing driver in the footsteps of some of these giants is really something very special. Um, but they all have one thing that I think translates across to anything any any young kid could want to do, and that is, you know, be passionate about what you want to do. Be passionate about it and and you, there's a good chance if you follow that passion, you'll do well at it. And I tell that to my own kids. Uh, I think in today's world, so many of these young young men and women are just being forced, you know, because of debt, because of this, into jobs they don't want to do. But if you have passion, man, you can rock the world. And 
where that in you know intersects with the car world for me is there's still a lot of passion to be had in in the automotive space and seeing so many girls getting involved in racing and the automotive industry i i mean i think we're still in a very exciting time for the car world um so just follow your passion and uh you know, with any luck, you'll win whatever race you're in. There you go. TK, the romance man, what do you like to What would you like to share? I'll tag off of what JB said because it was great advice. But I remember when I was racing, sometimes your passion can get commingled with aspirations and goals too much. And it, it rings the fun out of what you love. And so uh, I remember hearing the saying back in the day, it's about the journey, not the destination. And I remember thinking to myself, that's not right. It's only about the goal. I only want to win. I only want to stand on that top step. And looking back, I realized how much fun even the races that weren't perfect were. And so, you know, the whole uh, the cliche of enjoy the ride, uh, I didn't fully appreciate it while it was happening. And so if you can blend JB's, uh, find your passion and mind, don't let it turn into too much aspiration and enjoy the ride. I think uh, you're in for a, uh, a, a magical life. Oh, so important. How can people learn more about the Torque Show, guys? Uh, follow us on Instagram at Talk Show Live. Uh, go to the Talk Show. Uh, Tommy and I are pretty active on social at uh, Tommy Kendall 11 or at, right, Tommy? Or yep. at Justin Bell TV. Um, and just reach out. We're very approachable and, you know, we just love what we do. And we will be back in IMSA next year, I reckon, one way or another. So, uh, for race fans out there, you're going to have us back if if we can pull everything off. So it's there pretty you go. exciting. I can't wait. Again, listeners, the third annual Chattanooga Motor Car Festival takes place October 14th to the 16th. Uh, you can go to their website. You can find out when to watch JV and TK. Uh, these guys, as you can tell, are great fun. So uh, they're going to bring it to you in case you cannot be there. But if you're anywhere in the area of Chattanooga, you got to get over there and enjoy this show. Go to ChattanoogaMotorCars.com to get your tickets today. I want to do a shout out to our mutual friend, Judy Stropas. She helps get so many great people in the show. She helped align Justin and Tommy to get back on the show today. So Judy, you're the best. Really appreciate it. You guys, hey, thanks for coming back, being three timers. I can't wait to talk to you again until you and I do talk. Thank you. Well, you're welcome. I'll see you, uh, you guys at the Chattanooga Motor Car Festival. See you later, guys. Bye. Thank you so much for joining us on today's ride here at Cars Yeah. Drive on over to CarsYeah.com to find show notes and inspiring automotive fun. Download your free copy of Filler Up, a fun book filled with gorgeous photographs of fuel filler fun, including quotes from more inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Download your copy today, and we'll see you next time on Cars Yeah.